Welcome everybody to a new episode of the OTT Podcast. My name is Tyler Thompson. I'm the editor-in-chief of KentuckySportsRadio.com. And as always, I'm joined by my friend, Fake Barney. Barney, what's up? What's up, everybody? Happy 2020. I know, man. This is our first podcast of the new year. It's also like our first podcast in a couple months. <laughs> I know. If I'd have known that the last time we talked out, I'd have been like, Who's, talk to you next year. It's like the most lame you know, annual joke. That and it's going to be May are my two favorites. Uh, whatever. You still text that to me like every it's April. It's the best. It's the best. best uh, little <laughs> it hasn't gotten old for you yet? No, not at all. Because I always kind of forget about it. Like Somewhere like mid, mid-April, mid I'll be I'll get excited and I'll think, oh, it's, it's going to be May. And then, and then like... And sometimes it sneaks up on me, like, and, and so I'll see someone else do it, and then I'll be like, oh, yes, and then send it to, like, you know, 100 people. Is that just one of those, There, I feel like there are certain things in life, whether they be jokes or memes or whatever, that never get old? No, not in any way, yeah. And some, some of them, the funny part about it is that, that you just beat it into the ground, and that's what makes it funny. Like, what are some other ones? For me, um... The What's that definitely got old. No, but don't. like the Mad no, Men. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure you also do like the Bud Frogs. I mean. <laughs> Those were awesome too. I forgot about them. You were just such a sucker for like 1990s advertising. I also say fat a lot. Like this fat. <laughs> like P-H-A-T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're stuck in the 90s, dude. Yeah. That was the 2000s. No, uh, was it fat? Was PHA? I, I, yeah, that's definitely that early two thousands. Okay, well you're you're a late nineties, early two thousand. That was. I mean, the I best guess that's time. when we were in high school. Yes, so. that's when you developed all the things. And right. you know, can I be controversial for a second? Let's be controversial. I'll we're take Barney. In, you know, I mean, how about how about the the racists have stolen the the circle game, man? That was like my favorite thing to do ever. You know what I'm talking about? What? No. The circle game, like where you do like the the okay sign, but you turn it sideways and you try to get people to look at it and then you hit them in the arm. No. You have no idea what I'm talking about right now. No, I don't. Oh my gosh. It was like Are you a, talking about like the three goggle sign that people yes. think is not, it's like a racist thing too? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, no. Before it was three goggles, it was, so it's only three goggles if you put it up on your eye. But yes, it's, that's what we're talking it's like about. Like a white nationalist thing or yeah, something? Yeah, but it's not. 4chan like is pranking oh everyone. So 4chan like turned it into a thing because it, because of the circle game, 4chan was like, "Hey, let's see if we can make people get outraged over like something ridiculous." And and it worked. And and now like and mainstream media took took hold of it and and they and it completely worked. Like, you know, all the little dorks on 4chan are like, "Ha ha ha ha." Like we did it because they turned like this completely benign funny thing into a thing that or you know, a way to people to be like, oh, you're racist. And that's your favorite thing about the '90s, early. No, it's so much fun because I I, I had like a hundred ways to trick people to looking at my hands so that I could hit them. Like so, like for instance, like let's say that you're like sitting at a dinner table and you just like knock over the the salt shaker. And then you've got your hand sitting there doing it. And then everybody looks because they're like, what just happened? And it's like, ah, I got you. You know, you like, and you could always get people. My, my other two favorites were paper, rock, scissors. So like you're looking at somebody's hand 
and you do paper rock and then instead of doing the thing you do the thing <laughs> you can hit them you know it's great and then the the last one was anytime you pull out your wallet i don't know if you've ever noticed this but anytime somebody pulls out their wallet and opens it up everybody looks to see how much money they have so it's just like a thing like when you're with a group of people if you pull a wallet out and open it up watch everyone turn and look to see and then you can always get them with the circle game right then and now i can't do it anymore because the racist have ruined it <laughs> i was gonna say i double dog dare you to like write about this on facebook <laughs> no like i, I can't do that but I know, I which would make here. it funny. And, but, and, but, what, but yeah, but what sucks about it is, is that it really, I don't think, I really don't think it is racist. Like, I think that 4chan, if you do the research on it, which I know you're going to do as soon as we get done with the podcast. Oh, I can't wait run, to get on run the 4chan. Google. Yeah, run to the Google and check it out. But no, I think it actually is a prank and it's not really racist. But no, did you see where the Naval Academy people or whatever got in big trouble for it? Yes, I did see that. Yeah, they and then they came back and were like, I was playing the circle game. And then and then it actually it became such like a pop culture thing in the nineties that it was on the TV show Malcolm in the Middle. I never watched Malcolm in the Middle. I didn't either, but like I'm just saying it's actually like documented that it was a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't see this podcast beginning that way, but I didn't either. Know. But like we we're just talking about like great things of the early two thousands, the RIP. It could really be its own podcast. It I could mean, be. We could yes. just throw all of our topics out of the window and talk about the early two thousands. We could go a good twenty minutes just talking about the wonderfulness that is a walk to remember. Oh, TV shows, a walk, yeah. a walk to remember. Of course, that's the the movie you bring up. It's so. I good. was gonna say like you know the OC. Yes, the OC I mean, is awesome. Hey, I saw that that was going to be one of the shows on the new HBO. Uh, channel that's coming out is it yeah the oh, HBO, it's, it's everything warner brothers so um anything that came on like the wb or uh, oh my gosh so warner dawson's brothers. creek like back when the wb was yes. the frog yes and, like yes. i uh, i got so excited like mm -hmm. all yeah, the stuff the that frog, was filmed down here in north carolina one tree hill yeah. dawson's creek all those seven the frog was in his tuxedo standing yeah. on top of the wb thing yeah yes. that was was, when, w, when did was WGN your, your WB? We had, no, we had the WB. I know, but our my WB was also WGN, like out of Chicago. So you'd game. have to watch like Cubs games. Exactly, stuff. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the same here. Um, so what, what night was like Dawson's Creek? It was Wednesdays, right? Uh, and when I was in seventh grade, yes. <laughs> I love Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. This could go so many ways, but yeah, anyway. It's a great show. It, it kind of went downhill, but the first couple of seasons were, were, were terrific. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get into that another time because there and, is and actually. I, I hate how that show ended too, don't you? Oh, I don't know. I mean, We've I, talked about that. I like how it ended because I like who she ended up with, but it was Joey? stupid. Yeah. I mean, she that's the ended, whole like. No, but she should have ended up with Dawson. No. We're yeah. not. We're not going to get into this debate because it's going to last. Climbed up like, in his window. The show didn't start. It was more like, of a platonic thing, and isn't it better that they ended up in his like fake little show or his name no, was no way, man. I think that they should. It wasn't. It wasn't platonic for Dawson. Yeah, but I mean, clearly she had more chemistry with Pacey. I know Pacey always dated like weird bad girls and stuff, which Joey was not. I don't know. She had that, that phase, remember, in college. She had, she had a bad girl phase. But there Jen was, was really a bad girl. I think Pacey should have ended up with Jen. 
No, no. I mean, if who was the um, Joey's roommate in college? If she was going to end up with, like, if he was going to end up with anybody besides Joey, it was going to be her. Audrey? Tom Cruise. Is that right? Audrey Did you say Tom Cruise? Cruise? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Audrey, Audrey was Pacey's girlfriend that was, like, the girl with the big mouth. Yeah, it was Joey's roommate in college. Or no, that was Andy. It was Andy. Oh, Andy was terrible. I hate yeah, it. Andy got on my nerves. Yeah. Andy was awful. Right. Like, okay, so if you had to rank the the five, let's do the top three characters and the the worst three characters. Okay. Um, I would say, well, Joey, Joey, I like Joey and I like Dawson. Okay, so see, I, Joey got on my nerves, but and I like I like Jack. I thought Jack was like really controversial, you know, back then. Yeah, Jack's great. Yeah, I would I like go Jack. with Pacey's obviously the best. Yeah, he's up there. Um, but you just like him because you think he's hot. I think his well, character was like he's so he's too brooding and like mumbles. But he's funny. I mean, he's the funniest character on the show. Like Dawson and Joey sucked for the most part. I feel like, like Dawson was authentic though. Like I think that he was. He he was. I feel like you think you're you Dawson. Yeah, I am Dawson. <laughs> Replace filmmaking with guitar. Yes. And you think you're Dawson Leary. <laughs> just take down the Jurassic Park um, and all the Spielberg stuff and just put up vents to posters <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> okay, so I, I would put Pacey in my top characters. Uh, Jen grew on me. I used to. I, Jen I don't drove know. me nuts. I wanted to. And her grandma was the worst. Oh, I love the grandma. Oh, no. She's great. Yeah, I remember when they went on the road trip so she could uh, tell Henry that um, she loved him. The the guy who was the freshman when she was a senior. And was oh, I tell you, he was the worst character. Dawson's dad. <laughs> oh, doesn't he end up dying in it? He, yeah, but he's, you are harsh. He he sucked because did he uh, cheat on Dawson's mom? Yes. Yeah, With, no, not uh, cool. Yeah. Or that wasn't I, I, okay. Anyways, uh, Andy has got to be in my top three worst. She just Dawson's annoyed me. Dad reminds me of the of the dad on Free Willy. Are they the same actor? I don't know. I haven't watched Free Willy since I was. That's another good whatever age. Movie. Oh, man. remember I the had dad on single. Free Willy? What was that guy's name? It started with an M. His name is like M M. It's like it's like Mike Mike Markinson or something. Or I don't I don't know. I'm looking him up on the other okay. on the other screen. Well, if you tune into this podcast to listen to UK sports stuff, I swear it's coming. I mean, <laughs> just we're gonna just hit like, our just limit. Like, just like this team, you know, it got off to kind of a slow start. And <laughs> if you're telling me you didn't try. tune in to hear us say, "Oh, what was that guy's name?" in that random '90s yeah. show that like maybe half of the people listening to this ever watch. Yeah, you, um, you feel free to send us your favorite Dawson's Creek moments. Uh, oh well. man, I'm serious. We could do that. Could be something we do is we dedicate a podcast episode to each of our favorite 90s early 2000s shows oh man i could go all oc all day long oh, there, talk about, there's no hated character in all of any show i've ever watched any movie i've ever watched that i hate more than oliver from the oc season i thought you were gonna say marissa <laughs> no oliver i can't stand that guy that actor was so good that he made me just want to like take things in the room just Pick them up and throw them at the TV. All right. Well, don't spoil that episode of the OTT. I mean, we're okay. 
I think that's a good that's a good off season thing. Or heck, you know, it's the middle of the season. We can do it right now. <laughs> the way this podcast is going. <laughs> um, so you were in Charlotte for the Belk Bowl. Yes, it was tons How of was fun. How was it? It was really fun. Um, so we went with um, some of our dear friends. Actually, my daughter's godparents, um, and they and the um, the wife, his husband, wife. The wife went to Virginia Tech. Um, and then the husband pulls for Virginia Tech, um, even though he didn't go there. So we went with them and sat with them, and it was really fun because it was all like good natured, trash talking and stuff. So it was cool. So they weren't heartbroken when Lynn Bowden basically. No, ran but over they cheered when we when we um, when we when they did well, and 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 you know, and and they we united under the L's down, which got a lot of likes on the K- KSR. Uh, I was gonna say, so you know, you're with your friends who are Virginia Tech fans. Did they have any idea what that was? Or oh what? yeah, totally. Yeah, they okay. knew exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I didn't know if you were like, hey, do this. And then after Dr. Mike took your picture, you had to explain what it was. No, 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 no. They they knew what it was because they, well, they had seen all the all of the talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, the Belk Bowl was awesome. I spent, uh, before we were doing this podcast, I watched Kentucky Wildcats TV's recap of it. Have you seen uh-huh. it yet? It's like eight yes. minutes long. Yes, it was awesome. Oh my gosh. It was so good. Yeah. yeah and I mean, I, Lynn Bowden. Oh, he's great. I also like the one that they did uh, of the Louisville game. Yeah. yeah the they, journey. They're really those are good. so good. What, I wish they would put all those together and just like make a, a thing I could buy on iTunes at the end of the season for two ninety nine or something. I mean, I think they have them all on a playlist. So you could just be, you know, a 21st century person and just open the YouTube <laughs> app and click on the playlist. I want to be able to like buy it and keep it. Like, Why like, are you so stuck in 1998 through 2002, Barney? <laughs> That's what we've been talking about. I told you the guy's name was Michael Madsen. Didn't, isn't that what I said? Mike I Madsen. I think so. That's exactly yeah. right. Dude, how I should go on. I should bump Ken Jennings. I should be one of those. <laughs> I mean, yeah, who, so knows, who knows that? If that if 19 late 1990s, early 2000s television movies was a category on Jeopardy. I mean... What would we you would do? roll through it. Yeah, that's I what I'm mean, saying. What if you were up there at the panel, you know, and they're like the classics and they're like Greek mythology and it's like the Bible. And then the next one that goes, you know, the 90s, 2000s. Yeah, I mean, you, you know that those dorks up there, they never watched the Dawson's Creed. They, they went to school and they were trying to talk about like the Pythagorean theorem and like none of their friends wanted to talk about that. They were like, what happened on Dawson's Creek? They, had, they were clueless. I don't know, though. I mean, I, I feel like Jeopardy's trying to be really hip. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to any pop culture stuff lately, Jeopardy's doing their greatest of all time tournament, and it's great. It's got Ken Jennings, who was the champion in, what, 2004? Yeah. And he, he has that the, long ago? Holy cow. God, we're old. Um, he, what was his title? He, um, he's one. Dork. Chief He dork. has the longest streak. Okay. And then Jeopardy James, who most recently was like on a tear, he has like 20 different records. And then there's Brad, who has, who was way, you know, like 20 years ago. That's probably too much. But he has the record for the most money one. So anyway, they're all facing off. And it's really, I love Jeopardy. So I'm nerding out over it. But I had to laugh because I was watching yesterday's and yeah, they had the different categories and they introduce them. And the category name was, I just took a DNA test. 
which and <laughs> and Alex said it like the Lizzo lyric, like I just took a DNA test. And I'm glad that, how did he know that? I don't know. I mean, it's it's everywhere. I'm sure probably some like 22 year old intern like coached him on it or something. But okay. it's just they're like you need to say it like this, Alex. Yeah. yeah, I was like, look at you, Alex Trebek. But, <laughs> but so you're not into Jeopardy, which kind of surprised me. Like, I figured fine. You'd be I'll sit down creator. and watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'll sit down and watch it. I found that the promos for this thing absolutely hilarious. <laughs> They've well, got they these three, like that are like the chief dorks of the of all the whole world, like walking toward the TV in slow motion, and they're and then they like and they're wearing like bad suits. I mean, don't these guys, aren't these guys like bazillionaires from Jeopardy? Like they look uh, like they, they look like they raided, you know, I don't know, the, the, the bargain bin at, at Costco or something with their suits. And then, and they're all in slow motion with these extreme camera angles and, and like, and then they fold their arms at the end. Like they're going to kick my ass. Like, you know, it's like these dorks, you know, these guys are, I mean, it was, it's the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. Oh, it's hilarious. Have you watched any of the, the greatest of all time yet? The no, tournament? This no. Uh, it's, it's so hard. great. Yeah. So the questions are insanely hard. Like they had, my favorite category they had was triple rhyme time. Uh-huh. And so they give you like clues to three different words and all three words have to rhyme. And it would take me wow. five minutes to figure out one and they uh-huh. just automatically get it and they just blow through it. It's insane. And it's funny because, you know, these they're all they're three nerds and they all have their like little claims to Jeopardy fame. Right. But they're all and it seems like they're being really competitive competitive, but then they'll have their moments of like joking around with each other. Mm. And it's so cute and it's so cheesy. But So who's anyway. winning? Um, so I there's one currently going on, um, an episode that Oh I like had right to now? Leave. Yeah, oh. I had to leave the television to go. Oh my gosh. But I'm DVRing it, it's okay. Um, so Ken won the first night. So the way they're doing it is they do two, two 30 minute games and they take your money you earned in the first game and the second game and combine them. And then if you have the most money in one night, you win the, win the night. So Ken won the first night. James won the second night. Brad, I don't think is going to win tonight, but, uh, you have to win from my understanding, you have to win two nights in a row. To win okay. it all, and you—if okay. you win it all, you get a million dollars. Okay. So, it's Maybe really it's good. Huh? I'm look. I've just been looking at all this stuff that Michael Madsen is in. He's in <laughs> oh, like no. a million things. Um, now I need to put like a, a Facebook name. Like he's in a million different things. So he's in The Doors, Thelma and Louise, Reservoir Dogs, Free Will. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's been in everything. Yeah, he was in um, Narnia. Um, Do you know he's all- a poet? All the Kill Bills. Um, he was Jack Bauer's friend in 24, which we're re-watching right now because I love 24 so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Die Another Day. So he was in a Bond movie. So he automatically... So he's basically like your favorite person ever. Pretty much now. He's, you know, Free Willy <laughs> and James Bond. I mean, you know, it doesn't get much better than that. Okay. And so, Narnia. I mean, get out of here. Back to Kentucky sports so people don't keep turning us off. Yeah. Um, basketball team doing well, the pretty belt good. Bowl. The belt bowl was awesome. Oh, you want to keep going about the belt bowl? Okay. Yeah, we, belt bowl we, was awesome. The ending of the right. belt bowl was awesome. I got some great video that 
Why do people film at games? You never. When are you ever going to go back? Remember, we just want to remember that you were there. Yeah, but like I feel like at the end of the game, I always take my phone out and film the end, and I try to think how many times have I been like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and watch the end of the, you know, Kentucky. Auburn game that I just went to randomly, but anyway, I did yeah. film. It was the end of the game was so exciting. It's so, it's it's awesome. so great. Yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing. So describe your day. Did you all like drive in that morning and then leave afterwards? Or did yeah, you we did. They spent the night at our house the night before, and we drove down to Charlotte. Um, and we're actually gonna be moving to Charlotte, so we looked at a couple houses. Um, that uh, and, uh, yep, coming cl- getting closer to Lexington and closer to closer to Vince and and you in Nashville. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so, um, we're, uh, uh, checked that out and then went downtown, parked, walked to the game, um, got my, got my, my big boy and my, uh, bottomless popcorn, which was kind of cool. Um, mm. and, uh, it was great. It was really nice. I had a good time. Were there a lot of UK fans there? It sounded like it was, but yes. But I was looking at Virginia Tech, so it was kind of they did a really good job of it being half and half. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we were sitting next to Virginia Tech people, it wasn't like the game in Orlando where you know obviously there was a blue side and a Penn State side, but like in the Orlando game, there were Penn State fans kind of sporadic everywhere. Um, I feel like that you know it, they did a real good job of being about half and half. Yeah, so as someone who also went to the Citrus Bowl last year, how would you compare them? Like, which was um, more fun? I had more fun in Charlotte. Really? Uh, yeah, I think the, the the it was a bigger event. I think I think beating Penn State is bigger, and the bowl was obviously bigger, and the Goodyear blimps overhead, so it was more of a spectacle. But as far as like the enjoyment of the game and and it really coming down to the end, because I mean we were pounded Penn State, and then we let them back in it. And so that was a little bit of a letdown. I mean, it was good to win, but like it was kind of exhausting. Whereas this mm-hmm. game, we never really led. We were it was just kind of competitive throughout. And I and I felt like from the beginning, I think I texted you. I feel like from the beginning of the game, I was like, the cats got I was like, we got this. We're better. You, we were dominating the line of scrimmage. And it was just like we just kept giving up big plays. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, not that part, but the comeback at the end, you can see why CBS Sports' Tom Fernelli like, ranked it number one out of the 39 bowls or whatever. And I, I mean, thought we were the better you, team. Yeah, whenever you have a guy like Lynn Bowden just take over. I yeah, mean, it was awesome. It's like the stuff of legend. It's like a movie. You know? Yeah, it was cool. Nick Rouse was right behind me, like so I, I turn around and see him. I could see his head like at the top in the uh, – his shiny um, little head. <laughs> yeah, it was on the front of the uh, press box, like right behind me, way up at the top. So that was cool. And it was just fun to like see. It was fun to have Big Blue Nation in my state, like in that in that, in that that mass amount of people. Like, I don't know if Kentucky's ever played football in North Carolina before. And, you know, in Chapel Hill, I mean, you've been to games there. I mean, there's Kentucky fans, but it's not like there's, you know, 20,000 Kentucky fans. Right. And so it was really cool to just like, you know, be walking down the street and all tons of cars driving by with UK flags and stuff on them. So it was cool. Well, yeah. And as a future Charlotte resident, that's got to be especially. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's basically how you feel with the SEC tournament. I mean, it's like, it's like here I am in my town where I usually walk around and I'm having to put up with, you know, different fans of, of other, other 
colleges, and then all of a sudden, here's Kentucky everywhere. So, so we had a great question from a listener, Cole. I'm going to mispronounce his last name. May Magier? Madsen. It's Michael Madsen's son. Okay. <laughs> Michael Madsen's son, Cole, who <laughs> asked, who asked us, where does the Belk Bowl rank among all UK sporting events you have attended? You, Fake Barney. It has to be on your Mount Rushmore. So, you know, the question is, what's your top four or your Mount Rushmore of UK sporting events you've attended? I think we've discussed one in, in length, in detail. Yeah, before, Vegas. I was going to say the national championship. Oh, I thought you meant one, not not my number one, but one event that we've been to. Okay, so, what, yeah. yeah, what are your four? My number one is the national championship in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, my number two is, um, let's see. I, I would say um, Vegas is up there, Tyler. Vegas was a lot of fun. And that, that game was awesome. Vegas. And just Malik Monk just going insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that's probably third. I think I think number two is Anthony Davis at, at, at Rupp uh, Block in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably number. That's probably number two. Um, and then Vegas. And then, um, I think the Belt Bowl could could squeak in there. Um, trying to think if there was if there was a UK football game. Or, um, like, I feel like I'm missing, like, a huge UK moment. Right yeah, now. I mean, this is, like, one I need uh, two days to think about. Yeah, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm forgetting, like, a super fun thing that I went to by not giving this a lot of thought. But that's a yeah. really great, that's a really great um, question. That, yeah, I mean, the, the Mount Rushmore questions generally annoy me, but that's, like, a creative one. You know, and that's not well, it's like personal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's no not, really what's your with Mount Rushmore of Kentucky basketball players? I mean, everybody's done that, but that's a good one because you can tell stories with it. And I'm trying to think if I, I've been to a lot of UK sporting events, but yeah, obviously the one that stands out to me that well, Tayshawn's five. Awesome. You're yeah, yeah, but you weren't there for that. Tayshawn's five threes. You were you were there for that? Yeah, I was there with my dad and you I like scouted. In- 10th grade or something, right? Yeah, my dad and I started going to games when I was in like... Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know you were at Rupp for that. That's oh, so yeah. cool. My dad and I scalped sco- uh, student tickets off the street. And Holy we cow. were way up, like two rows from the back. I mean, you know, how steep Oh, but that's is. awesome that you were in the house for that. Yeah, that was awesome. So that automatically is up there. Um, I don't know. There was I've really had fun good- at a lot of UK losses. I don't think I could put a UK loss up there. Well, no, I'm just saying like, just as far as it just being an awesome experience and like, like, I mean the, I was at the seven overtime game uh, with Jared. Mm -hmm. Um, I was at the, uh, the bluegrass miracle. Um, Oh wow. uh, I think about uh, the final four, my my very first final four I went to, which when um, we lost to UConn, uh, the first time. Boo. Uh, yeah. Uh, in Houston. That's when you spent the time at the Houston Zoo. <laughs> yeah, when I went to the zoo the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Sad UK fan at the zoo. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just going to a Final Four for the first time. Is yeah, there is exciting. something very cool about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, I just, I remember, like, when I went, when I got there and I went to pick up my tickets and, like, how they were, like, really big, shiny tickets. And I'd, like, never done anything like that before. 
Yeah, I'd have to put the 2014 Final Four in Dallas in there. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that whole run, Aaron Harrison's threes. I mean, that, yeah, I that could, was awesome. I could do those were four awesome. out of that. I mean, being, I think. Because um, you were at those. Yeah, I was at all those games. Uh, That's the, amazing. the game in the Final Four, the semi or semifinals was awesome. I mean, just, oh, gosh. It was incredible. All of it. Um, I mean, I've been to almost like every so many... Carolina game since, I mean, since 2000. I don't think I've missed very many since 2000. Yeah, I mean, football-wise, I'd say I was there when um, Kentucky beat South Carolina with Randall Cobb. I want to say Randall Cobb. Were you in the house for the Florida blowout when they were number one on Tuesday night? I don't With Antoine that. Dodson? and I don't think so. Okay, I was there for that. I was a student then. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just a ton, and it, we've been blessed. I will say that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was a great question. Thank you, Cole. It was a great Cole, question. I think it would, we should do that, but do keep basketball and football separate because I don't think I. Yeah, and I need more time to think about it, like because yeah. I, I know I'm leaving some out, which you know I. Well, hate you've to... seen some amazing Kentucky, just like regular season and road wins. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, even like last year, or year before last, there was a game where you like went down somewhere and we hit a buzzer beater, and it was and you were trying not to cheer on press row. I'm trying to remember oh, what game man. it was, but it was like. Yeah, and the whole 38-1 season, just, I mean, I know it ended poorly and horribly, but that whole season to me was like just a a blur. It was like a great, really great amusement ride that just kept going and going and going. That's a great question, and I'd like to hear the the radio guys answer that because, you know, Ryan has seen so many UK games. I think he would have a really hard time answering that question too. Yeah, definitely. So now it seems like we're automatically transitioning to basketball. Um, Yeah. I feel like if we had done this podcast a month ago, I'd be pretty depressed about everything. Both of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I still feel like, I mean, I mean, don't you feel like every game's a flip of a coin? Not anymore. I, okay. I'm not saying they've turned the corner because I know there's going to be two or three losses in conference right. play that we're just going to get really mad about. Right. Like they're going to drop one. Maybe Who's even the team in he always loses to. Is it Arkansas? Who is it that we always beat? I mean, Arkansas is up there. South Carolina, they yeah. lose at South Carolina a lot. Man, I'm so glad I'm not going to that game. We're sending Jack there, so oh, Jack really? gets to okay. next to Gamecock. Jesus, that's a big game that the uh, that the Charlotte UK alumni goes to. So yeah, they, I just got on their email list and they were sending out. Uh, stuff about going down there but yeah so you so so not not gonna get uh dry humped by deity no. this year oh, that's <laughs> thank goodness good for you <laughs> Poor Jack. um yeah Jack, it's a, it's like an initiation have you warned him no i haven't warned him yet uh okay. it's coming we, we okay. got it's next wednesday we got some time mm. um let's see but yeah i i feel more confident like i was thinking about it i did not expect them to beat um Georgia at Georgia, like yeah. that, especially when we were down at half, you know, when that Anthony Edwards kid got hot, so he, even, yeah. yeah, even when he was on the bench, I was still kind of terrified. I'm like, Oh gosh, they're going to put him back in. He's going to go off and whatever. Um, I was really, really, really impressed with Kentucky. Like the fact that yeah. this team who a month ago I was so down on the, the four guys, you've got Hagen's Tyrese Maxey quickly and Richards have just, I mean, if on any given night, two of them are playing well, you know, yeah. and, and that's pretty good. 
I mean, I don't know. I I could not have imagined Nick Richards turning into what he is. Yeah, it happened fast. It reminds me. It reminds me of Carl. Um, you know, I, I would say you remember Carl was was kind of a bust. I know. I, I mean, I, I know I'm saying this to like his number one fan, but <laughs> you know, he he was kind of a bust until January, um, and and then all of a sudden it was just like out of nowhere, you know, it was boom. You know, here he is, and and then went on to be the number one pick. I don't think that that Nick Richards is going to do that, but yeah. it is similar in that at the beginning of the season we were just kind of like, man, I thought this was going to be the year for him, and 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 kind of the same way that we've been about EJ, where I thought these guys were supposed to go to the NBA, and we were excited that they came back. And I mean, you know, for a while there, it looked like Nick and EJ weren't going to be going to the the I don't know the CBA or something. <laughs> Even like yeah. the, forget about the NBA. They ain't going to the OPA, the IPA. Well, it shows you how much like you know Cal talks about it all the time, and it I always roll my eyes at it. But demonstrative performance builds confidence. Yeah. You know, yeah. yes. and it's so true. It's no more true than it is with Nick Richards because you know he could play well in practice every single day. But until he goes out and does it not in one game or two games, but like three games in a row, like you see it just snowballing. And I remember the Utah game, the one in Vegas where he just disappeared. I was like, yeah. oh, no. like yeah. that's going to be I thought that was going to be a huge setback for him. But, you know, the next game he didn't play great, but he was in foul trouble. But against Louisville, he was great. And yeah. you know, in the past two games since then, he's been great. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's kind of been the surprise of the season for me how well he's played and that's huge. Like it's it is, but I still don't think. I mean, when you look at the schedule and this is, I mean, this is where I'm gonna push back on your on your, you know, hey, I think that we you know are good or whatever. I mean, when you look at this at the schedule right now, what games do you look at that you don't feel like are a coin flip? I mean, because right now I still feel like we could beat anybody and we could lose to anybody. What you're saying is, is you're like, no, I think we're a little bit better than that. Okay, when you look at the conference, is there is there a, a team that you look at and you're like, look, if we play them 100 times, we're going to win 95. I mean, I just don't have that um, kind of confidence in this team yet. I mean, I know anything can happen in college basketball. Right. But, like, there's still – there. if you're a good team, then, you know, there should be a team that you look at and you say, okay, we play them 100 times – it's going to be a fluke if they win. I'd say, I mean, I get your point, and you're you're right. But Vanderbilt at home and and Rupp, Vanderbilt's not very good. I know they almost beat Auburn, but I think I think Auburn's overhyped. Yeah. Um, I, Ole Miss, eh, I just I got, like some of the lower tier SEC teams, right? And then also, I think this team they they like the big stage, like they kind of get up for that a little bit. So mm-hmm. some of these games, like you know, I don't. I think they they have well, a really really. That's the opposite of what I mean. Like if they play Ole Miss, they're not going to be up for that. Yeah, but it's at Rupp. I mean, I know they lost to Evansville at Rupp. I was about to say, which where does Evansville <laughs> rank in all of these uh, SEC powers? Or Hopefully, Evansville was the wake up call. Um, I thought I that, but then, well, then they then they uh, you know threw up a clunker at at uh, Vegas. Yeah, that whole Vegas trip is weird. It was. Right? Well, it's because you have a tip. Like, you tip the game off at 11 p.m. Eastern. And that, I, I don't know. When, that are we ever going to – speaking of tip the game off, are we ever going to win a tip? I don't think we've won a tip since Willie Cauley-Stein. 
I'm being serious. Yeah. We never win the tip. I, uh, somebody ought to go back and look at that. That put put one of the interns on that, Tyler. That sounds like a riveting project. That sounds like a, a BTI post. It does, but like, but it's like you know, let's look back at the last how many years and how many games. I, I guarantee, I bet it's less than thirty percent. Yeah, I, I don't know that we've won the tip. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Even we've another, got like really tall guys up there. Yeah, another random stat that I've started really worrying about is Calipari wearing a tie versus not Yes, me a tie. too. No, I'm serious about it. Because he's worn uh, a tie in the last three games, and Kentucky's won the last three games. And Cal, so, and we know that Cal is super superstitious about that. I mean, oh, yeah, the whole the, thing the, with the oatmeal and the – yeah, that whole story. Yeah, but story. the 38-1, he won the same, wore the same tie every time, or the same, um, I think it was the same tie. Yeah, I mean, he is super superstitious. Like, not just a little stitious, like superstitious. <laughs> yeah, so. but no, I, I don't know. I, I want to really love this team. I really want to. They haven't won me over yet. I just, I'm not know. saying they're, they've turned a corner or whatever. I just, I think that I expected them to regress versus Georgia because – that atmosphere was crazy. Right. Georgia had a really good player, a top five draft pick. You know, that that would have been the game that, you know, last year's team, maybe not, but the year before that and the year before that, they probably would have lost. That's a great you know? point. And I and I think it's one of the radio guys I was listening to was either yesterday or today, because uh, I had to catch on podcasts, so I'm a little bit mixed up on my days. But um, one of the guys on the radio said that um, – you know, this is the game the UK typically loses. That first true road test under, you know, the Cal Perry teams, especially the younger teams. Um, you know, a lot of times it's against a big time opponent like like a North Carolina or an Indiana or somewhere where it's an away game and 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 we usually lose that game, especially if it's SEC and it's a crazy environment. And, you know, I'm really proud of us for coming out of there. Another thing, too, you know that Tom Crean had this game circled. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. and Heck every yeah. Georgia fan has had this game circled <laughs> and Anthony Edwards. I mean, like this is the game. You can that, tell how much he wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. And so for us to be able to go in there and with all of those things and take care of business, you know, and the way we did against Louisville, I mean, it's like, you're right. They rise to the occasion, but I'm just afraid of little things coming to bite. I mean, we're like 14th right now. So, Here's a question for you. Where do you think, you know, we end up uh, seated? No, oh, man. Um, so I think the latest bracketology. Or something? Yeah, the latest bracketology, I think Lunardi had him as a five seed. I think Mike DeCourcy now does bracketology. He had him as a six seed. I'd wow. say a four, a four seed, a three or a four seed. We had a good team that was a four seed that went to the final four, didn't we? Wasn't one of our final four teams a four seed? I can't remember. I'll look it up. I know the I 2014 so. was an eight um, But yeah, I, yeah, another way to look at it is if you had to put a percentage of confidence on this team, like zero to a hundred, that they're going to do something in March, whether it be, I guess maybe elite eight or further, what would you put it at? Like, well, to me, elite eight, I mean, our standards of, our um, standards have changed. <laughs> well, I mean, Elite Eight is, is and, and what's crazy about that, Tyler, is that's the furthest Tubby ever got besides one championship. 
was the elite eight and then he yeah. was there for what 10 years um mm-hmm. and so but to me elite eight is like okay whatever man We're like I, I expect us to get to the elite eight yeah. i kind of did under tubby too though like i i mean sweet six i mean i kind of expect us to get to that game now you know winning that game is always kind of been that was that was the thing that tubby wasn't ever able to do after that first year um, and I think that's also been a tough game for Cal. I mean, that's where Carolina got us with Luke May. Um, that's what got us uh, last year with Auburn. Um, I, uh, that's where John Wall's team got um, taken down. Uh, that's been, you know, that game, because that's the first game in the tournament that you, no matter what, are going to be playing a really good team that's either on fire uh, or is just super talented and deserves to be there. Yeah. Although this year it's so weird though. I mean, I know everybody keeps talking about, you know, college basketball, there's nobody good, but it's kind of true. I mean, it is true. And don't you wish that we could take one of the teams from yes. that we did have confidence from, from another year. It's Last like year's team. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I mean, I Aaron think it Fox would be awesome team. to, I think that would be a fun conversation too, to say if you could take X team and put it in, a different year's bracket, how would they do? Well, I'd um, take the, the 2015 team every year. But. but wouldn't it be fun to have the 2015 team this year? Because, I mean, when it, yeah, you know, we it, kill people. Well, but, but, and that's what's kind of sucks about the, the awesome teams that we have had. It's been on years where there's been other really good teams. Yeah. I mean, even like last year's team, we knew that, you know, North Carolina was really good and, um, you know, the different teams, the Duke was really good and, you know, different teams that were really good there this year. I mean, it would just be great to have some of those other teams that ran into the wrong team of the wrong time. I mean, the 2015 team with Wisconsin, I mean, you know, it'd be great to have a ton of cows teams this year and not the one we have. Well, you got to answer my question. If you had to put a number on your confidence in this team, like that they'll do something. And I, well, we'll we got to define do something. It, we'll change it to Final Four. Like, what percentage do you think? Like, if you had to guess. Okay, so I'm gonna re, I'm gonna rephrase and answer your question. Okay. If they played the tournament ten times, how many times would they make the Final Four? Okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. That, that's an easier way for me to get to the percentage. Okay. Um. Somewhere between one and two. Ooh. 15%. Ouch. <laughs> well, the tournament's random, and it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, yeah. think about the great team. Like, I just made the point. I mean, the great teams that we've had that haven't been able to get past the Elite Eight. I mean, that's a tough So the that, randomness that's the of game, Tyler. I mean, that's the game. College basketball being so down this year, do you, it doesn't seem to be impacting your – your decision. I don't feel like college basketball is down is that it's the argument that we've been making for years now that there's just more parity. There's more talent. I think the, the smaller schools are able to, you know, uh, draw kids that are better players and just have worked harder. I think that there's better, the athlete people are just better athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and all around, I think that it's a better product um, where you've got little, little teams that, it's not so much of an upset anymore, you know? 
Yeah, I, I was going to go higher. Um, I was going to go 35%. Really? So you think if we if we play if if we play the tournament 10 times, Kentucky makes the final four almost I'll say 3. Yeah, so okay. 30. 3 out Which of I think is fair. Yeah. It depends on the bracket for me to I mean, get yeah, that high. I like everything it does, but. but but I mean for me to go that high, I'd have to, we'd have to have it but I mean, you know, think about that too. Uh, every year that we've had the bracket open up, which has been like what the last two years, we weren't able to take advantage. I mean, we com- we've complained our entire life about us Kentucky always getting the hard bracket, and then for the the last two tournaments in a row, the bracket opened up for us in ways that it never has in the past. I mean, who can imagine Auburn blowing Carolina out, and then we get to play Auburn for what the third time or fourth time, and then couldn't beat them? I mean, what yeah. the heck? And then the year before that was even crazier. I mean, we were in the bracket that did like what Duke always happens, where it's just a whole bunch of um, scrubs that end up making it there, and we still could win. But who in this, who in the field of college basketball scares you right now? Like, if is there a bracket that you would say, "Oh, we got screwed"? Like, no, I don't every, think there everything is. Everything scares me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like every every team scares me. So no matter what the bracket comes out, I, I I mean I think you could put almost any team in the bracket right now, and I would look at it and say, I don't have the confidence that that we're going to come out of it. Okay. All right. Well, well, we, we got plenty of time to figure that out. Um, I want to I, get better. We've got a lot of time to get better too. Oh yeah, it's early. It's early. Um, so we are 45 minutes in, and you've we got to give you some time to talk about UNC. Because talk about a team that's probably not going to make the tournament. I mean, yeah. what is the mood there? I know Baby Bop may be in the room, so you need yes. to watch your work. We got to, we got to, we, gotta, we, we can't, we can't be too giddy. I got to be stoic <laughs> about it. It's very sad what's happening to the Tar Heels right now. <laughs> She's smiling and looking don't at me. Don't put that on. She's like, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, no, I mean, no one's talking about it because. You know what can they say? I mean, like, I, I mean, uh, the the trash talkers have gone silent. Everyone that posts on Facebook whenever Kentucky loses have you know they've forgotten how to log on. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, what can they say? There's nothing for them to say. I mean, what do say, people think of Roy's comments about it being the least gifted team he's ever coached? I think that privately, a lot of Carolina fans are upset about that. I would be. Yeah, I, I would mean, be. how could you? I, I texted you this. Imagine if John Calipari had said that. Oh, it would and be Cal, the end of the world. Oh, oh my, my God. gosh. And Cal has said things in the past like, oh, this so-and-so is the worst passer I've ever had. This is the the worst, you know, free throw shooting but team don't I you have. Feel like but he's it. never gone that far. But don't you never feel like go when that he far. said that, though, it's been out of caring for that kid to try to motivate them or something? I feel yeah. like when Cal has made those comments before in the past about an individual player, it's because he knows how to motivate that kid and how to motivate that kid is to light a fire underneath them. Yeah, He's I never, agree with ever you. thrown the entire team under the bus. No, in and fact, if you're a player. He always takes blame for it, almost in an infuriating way, when we know that the team sucks and Cal says, oh, I got outcoached or whatever. I mean, no, I mean, it's like. Yeah. And, 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 and as a coach, for a coach to say that is, is, is idiotic because – who picked them, dumbass? You pick the players, <laughs> and then you're going to complain that they suck? I mean, I mean, how much of it is, what's his name, Cole Anthony and that other guard? And I don't even, and Cole Anthony, 
when he was playing, basically, I mean, they weren't even that great then. They dropped a bunch of games when he was playing. He, yeah. he and and he he's I mean, I don't like him at all. He's a ball hog. He reminds me of Archie. He drives me nuts. He's a ball hog. He goes flying into the lane. He whines at everything. Every single call, he was crying. He's a hot dog, like trying behind the back stuff to his scrub teammates. I mean, like he is. I did not like him. At first, I don't ever want to see anybody hurt, so don't misunderstand. But, yeah. I mean, like, even when he was playing, they sucked then. So it's not like he's going to come back and save the world. They might win a couple more games that they would have dropped. But, I mean, Saturday's the game to watch. Who they play on Saturday? Saturday's the the, the most embarrassing streak in, co- in college sports. So Clemson oh, uh, yeah. has never won in the town of Chapel Hill. So you look at a at a at a historic two um, of the uh, original ACC teams, and before the ACC expanded, you know Carolina and Clemson played every year home and home, just like we used to with like Tennessee before the SEC got so big, right? Mm-hmm. Remember when every year there was a home and home with every team? Yeah. Well, so you think about the fact that they've never even won in the town of Chapel Hill. So not the Dean Dome, but not Carmichael, not Woolen Jim. I mean, going back to like when, you know, Carolina was playing out in the street, you know, I mean, with weird little leather helmets on or whatever they did back in the day, like Clemson has never won. All the years that Carolina has struggled, you know, the all their other NIT years, um, the eight and twenty season uh, with Matt Darty, and they still found a way to beat Clemson. And even you know there was the most recent Carolina team that didn't make the tournament. I think they won against Clemson in Chapel Hill on like a buzzer beater in overtime, and it was like this huge thing. So, I, I mean, I, I think even our Florida streak, our Tennessee streak in football that was went on for so long, I think that that is the most embarrassing streak in all of college sports that Clemson's never won in the town of Chapel Hill. And it may happen on Saturday. I just enjoy that, you know, you started off, you were like, I got to be respectful. My wife's sitting next to me. I can't get too excited about, you know, North Carolina being bad. And throughout that whole rant, I know throughout the whole rant, you just got a little more excited and a little louder. She knows I'm not being unreasonable right now. (laughs) Everything I'm speaking right now is fact. She's scared about Saturday. (laughs) She's not even going. She she had a chance to go to the game and and chickened out. She's like, I want to be there to see that. She said she didn't chicken out. (laughs) Yeah, she, she she had a chance to she so one of her friends offered her tickets and she didn't want to be in the building for that. <laughs> they're gonna be giving away tickets. You remember? You know what the Dean Dome looks like when they're winning? Oh, I know. You, you know I the know. upper level up there. I mean, you're gonna be able to. You know, uh, it's gonna be like echoes, like Marco Polo, like echoing up there. Oh gosh! Anyway, nobody up there. Oh man! Well, but, it's, no, it's if you were a Carolina player, Tyler. I mean, what would you do? I mean, if your coach came out and said that, I mean, wouldn't you want to be like, you know, it, next time that he lays into you as a trying to motivate you as a team, I mean, wouldn't you just look back at him and be like, I mean, I'm not coach, that good. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not that good. You know? I'm not that gifted. I guess I'm not I, very gifted. I think that's what's confusing. That's like the most ridiculous thing about it because I don't see how these players can respond to that, you know, there's no. in a good way. There's no like, oh, he's just lighting a fire under their butts. No. He's calling them terrible basketball players. I mean, that one line where he was like, 
you know, you just have to bring your A game every night, even if you don't have an A game. It's like, oh my gosh, just settle down. <laughs> yeah, the insecurity of a Hall of Fame coach to still feel like that after a career that he's had still needs to cover his butt. I mean, I think that shows a lot of insecurity. I think a lot of it, too, has to do with the fact that he's tied Dean Smith. I think there's a lot of weird pressure there um, yeah. that he's maybe put on himself um, where he probably doesn't feel worthy to to have to be in that in that conversation. Um, and and then it's almost kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get too sappy about it, but I mean, the fact that he tied Dean Smith and can't quite get the next win, like it's just kind of, and I don't know. I mean, that has to, that has to, there has to be a lot of psychological stuff going on with him for him to come out and make statements like that, that are so selfish. And, and you're right. There's just no possible way that he could be trying to motivate the team by what he said. Well, speaking of selfish, uh, what was your take on Harry and Meghan stepping back as senior members of the royal family? I mean, yeah, so we've got a 35-year-old here that is willingly giving up his allowance. I mean, I'm very impressed with, <laughs> with, uh, with Harry's maturity uh, to be able to, uh, to say, you know what, I'm not going to let a whole bunch of people pay for my stuff anymore. Well, so I, I I spent the last you know couple days reading about it since they came out with the news, and I get that a lot of it has to do with the London media and the right. paparazzi and whatever, and that's totally understandable. I mean, apparently they they've been super racist and sexist in coverage of her, and that's awful. Right. And given what he and William had to deal with with their mother, I mean, sure. that's why Princess Diana died was because exactly. of the paparazzi right i understand that but also isn't part of being a royal just sucking up and dealing with it well it's I almost mean, like i mean you're complaining about having a life that like little girls dream of yeah but i, I, mean, I just maybe boys that, like pretend to be a prince maybe maybe so. watching the crown has given me a different perspective because you see how Queen Elizabeth didn't really want to be the queen and how her sister did. And there was that one episode where Margaret kind of saw the other side of it and realized it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. But I feel like if you're born into the royal family, you just deal with it. And and, and, and especially if you choose to be a part of it like Meghan has, she wasn't born into it. She had a choice. I mean, it's like, you know, I... I don't know. I I feel like I'm a really empathetic person and I have a hard time trying to put myself in their shoes and feeling sorry for somebody that I mean is literally where the silver spoon um analogy came from. Well, I read I was reading an article today that they spent like 7 weeks on a an island in Canada and nobody yeah. knew I mean, oh, I mean is, is life that hard that you can't just, instead of stepping back from the royal family, just do that? And who else could do that? I mean, I can't no. even take two weeks to, like, what if I wanted to drive across the country? I mean, who you can't even take two weeks off. To, who, can, who can disappear in Canada for seven weeks? I mean, Wolverine? I mean, who does that? <laughs> well, they're not going to be able to do that. The, I guess my point is, if they're thinking that stepping back from the royal you know, being senior royal members or whatever is going to result in less media coverage. 
they're stupid. They're naive. It's only going to ramp up, especially if they come here. Because and what does that even mean? I mean, it's not like the family's not going to take them back too when they come. You know, they, you I don't know. Queen, Queen sound mad. I mean, did you see they took their uh, wax figures out of Venom Tussard's Royal Wax Museum? Oh, wow. The wax figures are gone. Well, that'll show them. <laughs> I know. Um, it's so petty, though. I love it. Uh, I, read in one of the, I read in an article that um, one of the reasons that they did it was so that they could choose what charities and stuff they want to support because apparently the British, um, there's some sort of, you know, snotty little agency or something over there that says you can only support this or you have to support these charities or you have to do this and that. And so when they're talking about being financially independent, that then, you know, and not being part of the, you know, the money that you get for being a part of royalty. I think a lot of that is apparently they've got some causes that are near and dear to them that it sounds like maybe they were told that they couldn't support or that they Which is, wanted that's to crazy. support. I mean, yeah, I agree. Crazy. Like you should be able unless to support sketchy. I mean, unless they want to be like, you know, I don't know, the ambassador to uh, you know Priscilla McCall's or something. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know. I can't imagine there being something that they say that they can't do. Yeah, I, I it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's been a rough year for the royal family. Like, between all the other drama, it. I just wonder what's Andrew? going. Yeah, I wonder what's going through the queen's head right now. If she's just like, you know, I'm 94 years old, like, and I have to still deal with this crap and. Oh. You know that William is just eating this up, though. Like he's I don't just know. Like, he, I, you know. He's such a such a little like twit because they like took that picture of like him and Charles and and uh, and the Queen and uh, his little kid. kid. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, it's kind of like you know, I'm the good, I'm the good grandson. Like you know, hey grandmother, you know, do I can I have can I have Harry's peas if he's not going to eat them? Like you know, it's like. <laughs> I mean, I think he's getting he he's getting a lot of good press for this. But I bet I saw it was Catherine's birthday today. She's probably like, "Man, they're stealing my birthday thunder here with all this stuff." If I were her, I'd almost be like a little pissed. Like, well, they don't get along, right? Isn't that like a big well, thing? Well, yeah, because I mean, she has spent and t- since she's known William, she's gone by the you know the letter of the law. She you know, they pretended not to date for forever and whatever. And she's done everything like she's supposed to. And then here comes this American girl who's just like, you know what, we're going to do this by my rules and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. And like, I could see her, why she'd be frustrated. And now all the stupid stuff, all the little hoops and all the stuff that they have to go through, Megan and Harry are just like, eh, we don't want to do that. I think it's more Megan. I mean, Harry... I mean, you know, oh, I'm he, sure it's Megan. Me, yeah. I mean, Harry has always he's been kind of the rebel, you know. He always smoked weed, you know, or whatever. And you know, I remember when we were kids, and 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 he he towed the line. I mean, he was always, even though he was the kind of the rebellious one, you kind of felt like that he could do that because he wasn't really in line for the throne, especially after William started popping out kids. You know, then it was Harry was just kind of like, now I can just party. And um, and he did. I mean, he was kind of like the party guy for a while. And uh, but I always felt like that he's still I, I'm shocked that he is ditching the whole thing like that just never seemed like him to me. What's baby Bob saying? She's saying he's not doing that. He's not ditching the whole thing. That's no, not what he's doing. 
She says they're still going to do royal things. All I'm trying to say is I think Megan must have that good good because if if Harry, you know, for him to like totally change what he's been doing all this time, you know, she she's got she's got him wrapped around her little finger. Yeah, I think that's obvious. But and it'll be interesting to watch. I, I, I kind of feel bad Baby for Baby Pop just pointed and said, like me. <laughs> Whatever. She just took a DNA test. <laughs> All right. Well, we are about... a Lizzo podcast. She oh, my a... God. That could be another special episode. I would love that. Yeah, she's, oh. she's, she's, she's very excited. Now she's making little motions with her head. So. If I could tolerate Bonnaroo, I would go just to see Wizzo. But I, I, I'm too old for Bonnaroo. There are so many people there that haven't taken a bath. That, that would ruin <laughs> the whole thing for me. I could never do it. I, I don't like crowds. I, I enjoy personal hygiene. I, yeah, I, yeah. Per, bad personal hygiene ruins everything. I was on a plane <laughs> like two days ago, and I was sitting there, and everything was good, and it was almost totally boarded. And then in front of me sits down a guy that had not taken a bath, and like you know how the like the the little thing you adjust over your head that blows the air, and so yeah. he like adjusts it, and of course it just blows his bo like right. Oh. And, you know, and like flying in a plane is not the most unnauseating thing anyway you know and we're like banking around to the left and i've got you know <laughs> this the stinky stinky like coming back at me like that's just so gross like and you know that you stink well you have to know that you stink i don't know though because if you smell it long enough you don't smell it like- well that's kind of that's a great point because about halfway through the flight i didn't smell the stink <laughs> anymore like i kind of got used to it you were in the stink. I was. Oh, God. Yeah, and, and and so is and so is Prince Harry, and that's why, um, you know, he he's he's uh, he's getting it, uh, you know, getting rid of the royals and all this stuff because he's, you know, he's wrapped around he's wrapped around the little finger. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, we're at a hundred and one minutes, and we spent a lot of that on non UK basketball and football talk, but it's hey. Okay. That's what we hey, do. Hey, can can you play us out with a uh, little Paula Cole? No, I'm not playing out with Paula Cole. I, had, I don't want to wait. I had on my list of things I wanted to talk about. We're not going to really have time. I'm going to see Hamilton tomorrow night. Oh, that's exciting. I'm so excited. Have you seen it? Uh, no. Are you going to New York or are they coming to Nashville? They're in Nashville. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm just getting on a plane to New York right now. Right I mean, you know, you're kind of a G. I mean, this could be. <laughs> No, they're in Nashville right now. So my husband and I are going to see that. I'm so That'll excited. That'll be fun. Never seen it before. Do you I, know any of the songs or anything? I'm listening to the soundtrack now because somebody told me that was a good idea. Like okay. to listen to it once through before you go because all the songs are really, really fast because it's rapping. So right, right, right. Um, in our next podcast, I will have my review of Hamilton. That'll be awesome. Okay. Yeah, so it being the new year, our New Year's resolution here on the OTT is to be a little more consistent. <laughs> Not yeah. months between our podcasts. That maybe, maybe just every two weeks. I mean, that sounds manageable, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm sure the cats will have some big wins for us to celebrate here coming up. I mean, yeah. especially if we make a little run here in the SEC. I could see, I could see folks, including myself, getting a little bit more excited about the team. Um, one quick question as we wrap up, you know, thinking about right now, you know, you said 30%, I said between 10 and 20% confidence. 
what do you, if, if let's say that we like run the table from here on out, what do you think is the highest percentage chance that you feel like you, what do you think this team's ceiling is in terms of confidence for you? Oh man. Um, I can't go like much higher above 50 just cause it's so random. Right. Um, I mean, if they ran the table, if they didn't lose any games and they didn't lose the SEC tournament, like in the SEC tournament, that's what you're saying. So they'd probably be like a Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to 2012. This is the time of year that I bought my non-refundable Final Four tickets. Okay. Um, like, so, so I said, I was like, I know that Kentucky's going to make it. And if they don't, Carolina will, and I can sell them to somebody. Because they were so good that year, too. And I just, I knew that we were going. I just knew we were going. I'm going to go 55. Which I know okay. is, you know, I, I should go like 50 or Who 60. do you think's the most likely player to like, take off besides Nick Richards that that could make you get to that place. Maxi. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be Maxi. I mean, yeah. The, in terms of starring roles, Maxi is the star. Yeah. I mean, I think you've got a cast of supporting guys. I think Ashton, you can make an argument as, as a starring role. I agree. But you quickly is supporting cast. I think to a certain extent, Richards, although he's, he's looking more and more like a star. I think you got to get something out of either one of the three. You got to get something out of EJ, Keon, or Khalil Whitney. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, I just keep thinking back to Big Blue Madness and quickly and Maxi hitting those threes like crazy and, and just how it's just January. And you think about, you know, the late bloomers uh, and, and like Devin Booker like went through that slump and then it was just nasty. Yeah. You know, it was just like a, a knockdown three-point shooter that we just knew if it was open, it was going in. Um, we know that quickly and Maxi have that capability, and if maybe Cal Perry can figure out some way to to run some plays for them, where they get open and they find a spot on the floor that's like kind of their spot, like Aaron Harrison had that spot. Um, I could see my confidence skyrocketing if Maxi just went, you know, he turns into the star that we all think that he can be. Yeah, but we've seen what happens when Kentucky misses all its shots. I mean. That's, That's right. kind of what happened versus Evansville and Utah. I right. think um, you got to have something from Brooks or Whitney. Brooks man. played yeah. well. Yeah. Um, right. Whitney, if he could just defend, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like he was it the last game or the one before that where he almost had that really crazy dunk, and I was just like, oh man, I think it was yeah. um, Missouri game. Yeah. And he, he, you know, there was a defender in the way or something, or he missed it, or something happened that it didn't happen. And I was just like, oh, that would have been so big for him. Yeah. Like, I hate that we've gotten to that point with him where I'm like cheering. Well, the Louisville game, if he, if he, he had a, if he had made that tip in, or what if he had dunked that at the end of regulation? Oh, that was to, Brooks. Uh, or yeah, Brooks. If he had dunked yeah. that at the end of regulation, oh, he'd, be a, he'd be a hero. He would be a UK. He would be a UK legend. He would go down in history. Yeah. All right, so answer the question yourself. Um, I think I could, I think Maxi still has the ability to get me really excited about this team. Yeah. Um, I, I think Big Blue Madness. I had gotten up to a place of saying, okay, this team's going to be good. I thought EJ was going to be better. Um, I think you know if we can, if I just is there something wrong with him and you just can't say or like what, what's going on with EJ? I don't know. No, I honestly don't know. I mean, how was he? How how is it? I, I'm trying to say this and not be mean, like, but like, how is it that he tried out for the NBA at all, and and there was even a discussion of him going to the NBA? Like, I don't because he's a big guy. I mean, 
I just don't know if like maybe if like he got dumped or something. (laughs) I don't know. I honestly, I think that he's just a tentative person by nature. We need to get him a Megan. (laughs) We need to find him a Megan. Bring him out of his shell and get him, you know, get him going. I agree. I agree. But yeah, I would say Maxie's still got the ability to get me really pumped about this team. Um, I think he's got the the talent to be a superstar, and we've still got two months. You know, he's he's time. running out of time. He's running out of time, as Jack Bauer would say. But he's still got a little bit left. All right. So if you haven't subscribed to our feed on Spotify, iTunes, what other podcast apps there are, you can. You can follow us at the OTT Podcasts, or you can listen along on the KSR feed. Um, if you have any questions, you guys send in some really good ones. You can send it to at Mrs. Tyler or at fake Barney KSR. Um, actually I'm at Mrs. Tyler KSR. I forgot the KSR part. That's, that's pretty important. What's your, uh, you seen any good shows lately? Um, let's see. We watch don't F with cats. Okay. Oh my God. Have you seen it? No, It's, it's good. It's troubling. Like it's. What's it about? It's about, about um, it's about a cat. It's about two cats. A guy who makes a video of himself killing two kittens. What? Yeah, it's awful. And he puts it on the internet. And this is like back in 2011 or something. And people found it on the internet. And they, like they started a Facebook group to find him, to bring him to justice. Uh-huh. And it turned into like this manhunt. It, it's oh crazy. God. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's really disturbing, though. Like, there were so many times in the first episode. There's three episodes, three to like an hour long, that I wanted to turn it off. But it it's good. It's really good. Wow. Well, C A T S. All right. I, <laughs> I kept like when I was watching it when we started, I was like, oh, I can't believe somebody hasn't made like a a Kentucky Wildcats joke. And then I started watching it, and I was like, <laughs> no. Like, oh, now I know why. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all my Michael Jack, all my Michael Vick jokes were falling flat at the belt bowl. Belt bowl. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. So, what about you? Have you all watched anything good? No, uh, I mean, like I said, we we decided to start rewatching Twenty Four just because it's such a great show. Um, but we are excited about going to the movies for the first time in a while. On Sunday is Baby Bop's birthday, Ooh. and we are going to go see the new Little Women, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard it's really good. I love I've the heard one. It's good too. Yeah, I want. I love the one that had Winona Ryder. And, oh, that was my, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. The I know. Yeah, but so, I've heard this one's good because it does like a cool thing with the timeline, and I yeah, haven't read any stories about it. Yeah, but yeah, but that's one of the things that I did see that that that, that it tells the story in a in a new, fresh way. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, you'll have to let me know how it is. Yeah, um, the next the next podcast will be our Hamilton Little Women podcast. So I'm, I'm down. All fans of uh, of the 19th century, uh, tune in. It'll be great. I will say the day they remake Circle of Friends is the day I riot. (laughs) All right. On that note, we will wrap it up. Barney, as always, it was fun. Go Cats. Go Cates. Go Cates. 